the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all His fullness to men and women in all their need. Bow together in prayer, please. We'll seek the Lord together. Eternal and our everlasting God and Father, we're glad that we're able to come before Thee. We thank Thee for the goodness and mercy of God Almighty that permits individuals, fallen humanity, to come into His presence. We thank Thee that Thou art the great Creator God, the eternal and the everlasting. We bless Thee, O God, that Thou hast in Thy grace and mercy watched over us and brought us together on this occasion 
And we ask that we may know thy presence, thy grace and thy help as we meet together in the singing of the hymns and psalms of Zion, in the preaching of God's word. We desire, Lord, that thou wilt come and visit our hearts. May we be conscious of thy presence and know the Lord's grace and assistance, that we might hear thy word profitably, that we might worship thee in spirit and in truth. To this end, we ask, O God, that thy presence will be amongst us tonight. Bless thy servant, Mr. Baxter, who will preach God's word. May he be enabled from on high. May he know the help that the Lord alone is able to give. Fill him with the Holy Ghost and grant, O God, that he'll be the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message. We ask these our prayers in the holy and precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to read God's Word at this point from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. We're going to commence our reading at the verse 25. So our Bible reading, Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, and sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Amen. We'll end our reading there at verse 34. And may the Lord bless his word to all of our hearts. I'd like to turn in the hymn book just now, and we're going to sing some verses from the Psalm 34. Psalm 34. We'll stand together as we sing, and we shall sing the verses 1 to 9. That's Psalm 34, singing verses 1 to 9.
just like to say a thank you to the Reverend Armstrong for leading the meeting thus far. The jailer in the prison in Philippi is on the very edge of suicide. Now, what were the circumstances to cause this? Well, he was the jailer of the prison there, and he had been given two prisoners, two special prisoners, to look after. And the Roman law was that if you lost a prisoner, you had to do his sentence. If the prisoners were lifers, you did life if you lost the prisoner. And if the prisoners were to be put to death, then the jailer would die if he lost those prisoners. And the jailer takes these two prisoners, they're badly beating, they're beaten, they're bleeding, they're torn, and he puts them down into the inner prison, he fastens their feet in the stocks, and he goes off, he knows they're safe for the night, no one's going to get them out of there, and he goes off to his bed, and it tells us he was sound asleep. Yeah, the judges had requested that these men be kept very safely, verse 23, be safe. He goes to bed, he's sound asleep. But now he must have been a tough man. After handling these men, putting them in the stocks, they're bleeding, they're sore, and he goes off to sleep. You and I couldn't have slept on an occasion like that. But then in the middle of the night or late that night, there's a rude awakening. God reaches down and he shakes the prison. Now in those days, the jailer's house would have been attached to the prison. And it says there that he shook the foundations of the prison. Jailer's house would have been attached and he awakens out of his sleep. And it says, verse 26, the foundations of the prison were shaken. A miracle happens because the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. A miracle. God has stepped into this prison situation where Paul and Silas, the preachers, were in prison, beaten, bleeding, torn, uncomfortable, and God said it's time to do something. We see God's sovereign power. Tremendous to see and to know today that there is a God who's sovereign and he's all-powerful and all-knowing. We see God's power, but we see the devil. He's also busy. Oh, we have many people today and they don't believe there's a devil. They don't believe there's a God and so forth. But we have here a picture of God working. But we see the devil very busy because the jailer, verse 27, he drew out his sword would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. He's going to commit suicide. He's on the verge of suicide. And this subject of suicide has got very common, hasn't it? I don't care what country in the world you go to, what town you go to, what city you go to, there's suicides. It's very common even amongst young people today. Why? What is the reason for it? Is there any reasons for it? Oh, yes, there's many excuses made and many explanations made and there's many cover-ups made. But it's a sad, lonely crime of self-murder. We have many, like Napoleon down in history, he attempted suicide, but the doctors were there and they gave him the medication and brought him round again. But we have an example in Scotland of the great Hugh Miller he was a godly man, and he was a great man for studying the Bible and studying creation and bringing God into creation. He wrote many books, came to his final book, and he worked night and day. He was a very godly man. He lectured, he talked about his Savior. 
came to his final book and he worked night and day at his final book. And his nights became sleepless. An illness came into the mind and they found him there with his gun beside him. He had committed suicide. William Cooper, the great, great, great author, he wrote one of the hymns, Oh, for a closer walk with God. A tremendous hymn. He wrote that lovely hymn, There is a fountain filled with blood. And he decided he had had enough of this life and he would take his life in suicide. So he went down to the river to jump into the river, but there was people at the river that day. So he came back home. The knife broke. The rope broke. And he saw that it wasn't God's will that he should commit suicide. And he sat down and he wrote the hymn, God Moves in a Mysterious Way, His Wonders to Perform. The last verse says, blind unbelief is sure to err. Unbelief. The little verse says there, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe. Blind unbelief is sure to err. And then he says, God can make it plain. Oh, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. To have a trust, to have a faith that God will see us through even the problems of life. Some reasons for suicide. Well, there's mental disturbance. The mind can get disturbed and illness can set in. If you have a broken leg, people will come along and say, Oh, what happened to you? Oh, this is sad. How did you do it? And they're so sympathetic. But if you've got a disturbed mind mentally, there's no sympathy. Oh, go and take a tablet or two. Pull yourself together. You'll be fine. But friend, that's not the answer. The illness of the mind, a frenzied mind, an illness that cannot be explained, unsettled, absolutely uncontrolled. And then you come to the stage and you feel, I'm not wanted. I'm unwanted. Who cares for me? And then you say, you can only see one way out. Here's the jailer, and he sees one way out. But, there's a little word in verse 20, it says, but Paul. Man, he had a friend. Yes, he'd been cruel to this friend, but he had a friend who stops him. And it's a wonderful thing to have a good friend in these days. The modern day living in our towns and cities, we live a kind of a lonely life, don't we? But... You see, a person that's saved and knows the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, they may take sick. They may have an illness of the mind. They may have an illness of the body. But what can separate us from the love of God? An illness? The mind may be unsafe, but, oh, friend, let me tell you, the salvation that's in Christ and Christ alone is eternally safe. Wonderfully safe. The security of God's children. The disturbance of the mind. When the mind gets unsettled, uneasy, uncontrolled, you feel unwanted. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, there's other problems come up in life. There, there's times this world, I'm just distraught with the problems of this world. Business problems. A financial problem, a bankruptcy. We have it's common, isn't it? 
They start a little shop and things go wrong and it collapses and they say, how do I face my friends? My business is closed down. What's my family think of me? How am I going to lower my standard of living to live in poverty? I'm ashamed. Maybe a marriage is broken up. Anger. Jealousy. Bitterness. I've lost all that I lived for. I've lost the love of my life. What have I got to live for now? I've nothing less to live for. Maybe it's not bankruptcy. Maybe it's not financial. Maybe it's not a marriage. Maybe those things are good, but you've been diagnosed with an illness, and the doctor looks across the table and he says, I'm sorry to tell you, but um, you've got cancer. It'll not be very long till you're in a wheelchair. Not for very long until someone's going to have to look after you. You'll not be able to look after yourself and you say, well, what's the point of living? I'd be better dead. Oh, friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord can see us through to the end of the journey. The great book of Job. If we read Job and we find he had many, many problems. He lost his property. He was very wealthy. There's no farmers in this district with the wealth that he had, nor the animals. He was very wealthy. He had great finances, and he lost his business. He lost his finances. He lost his family. All those funerals. So sad. And then he lost his health. He took ill. He was so, so such a mess that he had to stay outside, the smell of his body and the pus. And his wife turns to him, and she was no help. She wasn't like Paul and Silas. She says, look, curse God and die. Get it all over with. Suicide, do whatever you like. Get away from all this. He had four men accusing him of being a great sinner that he wasn't. And what does he say? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my time comes. He said, Lord, I'm sick, I'm lonely, I've lost everything, I've lost my money, I've lost my health, I've lost my family, and my wife's not very happy, and my friends are accusing me in the wrong, but Lord, I'm going to wait on your timing, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, the prisoners, had not fled. If this jailer would have looked at his circumstances a little closer, he would have seen that he had still the prisoners. Yes, the jail was open. Yes, the, the bands were off. But he had to look at the circumstances closer, friend. That's what we've got to do. When the brothers brought Joseph's coat back to Jacob, he said, a wild beast has killed him. But the coat wasn't torn. It was just dipped in blood. Sometimes when we look closely at the situation, it prevents the suicide. And not look closely at the situation, but turn and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's another problem that causes suicide, and I believe without a doubt that it's a dishonest teacher. We have many people today, and they don't believe the Bible. They won't, they're, infidelity, I believe, is the word. Infidels, and they don't believe the Bible. Atheists, they don't believe in God. 
And so they come to schools and they come to colleges and they come when they teach you and they say there's no good, there's no God, there's no good God and there's no Bible, it's out of date. It's an old book, it's out of date. And then they tell you that death is the end. Annihilation. Apostasy. Going away from the word of God. Going away from the truth of God's word. Preaching a different message, a social gospel. They have many followers because it's a nice, easy system to follow. Oh, God's a good God if there is a God. And one thing they don't believe in, they don't believe in a devil. Sure, they don't. Oh, no, that's crazy. That's old-fashioned. We're in a modern age. And they put forward a lie. If there is a God, he's a good God, he'd put no one in hell. Because sure, there is no hell. And everybody goes to heaven. But friend, my Bible teaches us something different. And when we come to the funerals today, we, we hear of many, and it's God's a good God, and they're all happy. But let me tell you, I believe without a doubt, this suicide is the f- most fierce attack of the devil. The devil wants rid of this jailer, because this jailer had a great future, and the devil wants rid of you and I, because if you come to Christ as your Savior, then you have a great future to serve Christ. If you come to know the Lord, if you believe, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved in thy house. There's a movement progressing from salvation. The devil's attack. Oh man, this old lion like devil goes around seeking who may devour. And he comes along and he gets the problems in marriage and the finances and the jealousies and the difficulties and the bitterness and the illness. And he sees this as the opportunity and he pounces If you read John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, you'll find that Pilgrim, unhopeful, went into Doubting Castle. I suppose some of have been there. And Jan Despair comes and he beats them up. And Jan Despair talked to his wife and she says, look, leave them things that they can commit suicide with. And he left them Lots of things for suicide. But they believed in the word of God. And they got the key of promise. And they went out to travel on to the celestial city. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, Satan took him up onto the temple. He said, cast yourself down. But 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 tells us, with every temptation there's a way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. A way of escape. Oh, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he opens the door for a way of escape. You see, if you commit suicide, it destroys your body, your, your, your life. It destroys your future service. The jailer was going to be a man of used of God. He gets the prisoners out of prison. He takes them over to meet his wife and family. He washes their stripes. He says, come, do you hear the message of God's salvation? I have believed. I have trusted Jesus as my Savior. Will you not trust him too? You're the ones that I love. I want you to be saved. I want you to be in the celestial city with me. I've started my new journey heading home to heaven. He was going to be a soul winner. My dear friend, 
God's salvation. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Heaven at the end of the journey. Wait for it. Why? Because we have work to do to get us through to the end of that journey. You and I are needed in the service of God. But the question is, do you know Christ as your Savior? Have you Christ in your life? It tells us if we call on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. If we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we trust him, if we ask him, he will come into our lives and he will save you. He will not only save you, but he'll start a new journey for you to go to heaven and home. And he has work for you to do. Whatever that little job may be, I don't know. Whatever that position you hold in your home, in your business, in your family, oh, trust Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What a future this jailer had starting that night to take the two preachers, Paul and Silas, in to meet this family and meet his children and to see household salvation and to see a time of blessing in his own home to start with. Maybe that's what you're needing, a time of blessing in your own life to get away from the thoughts of suicide, that time of blessing in your own heart to know Christ as your Savior, sins forgiven, peace with God, the guilt removed, the beginning of a new life on the way to glory. Can I ask you, do you know Christ as your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you on your way to heaven and to home? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank thee for thy presence with us and for every blessing of thy word to our hearts this day. We thank thee for a Savior. And we would say with thy word, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.